What's up, everybody? This is the Dirty Napkin, and and these are going to be shorter segments, not full-blown interview podcasts. These are just topics that are the nitty-gritty of entrepreneurship, of business, of leadership, the things that you've got your hands dirty eating that pizza, and you need to just wipe them off, and that napkin's dirty. So uh, this is the Dirty Napkin. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Napkin Game Plan. I'm Ryan Thogmartin, your host. My co-host, we haven't figured out the original, like, uh, official title for you yet, but uh, Eli Robert Gable. Mm-hmm. You can search him on every music platform known to man and, and find his music. So, Eli, look, I, uh, you were on the, the first episode of Napkin Game Plan with me, and, and we're going to kind of break up the interview content um, with what we're calling the dirty napkin and this is one of those name too it is a good it's a great name like this is a dirty napkin conversation and the dirty napkin is like the nitty-gritty of entrepreneurship the nitty-gritty of owning a business and just like you're doing the work you just ate the pizza and you wiped your greasy hands on the napkin and it shows that something's been happening so we're going to hit on some of the topics that are like like that I battle with, that other entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. CEOs and business leaders battle with, um, and and just this is more of the opinionated content that's going to happen outside of our feature content with with the interviews um, and success stories and, and trials and tribulations with other uh, entrepreneurs. So you have an interesting topic, and it's it's kind of poised, great because we're we're kind of coming into a season of this right now. Right. Yeah. So what we're going to be talking about today is why you can't fear change. And just to set you up a little bit, the reason that I got thinking about this topic was a while ago, we had some organizational changes within our company. And then our HR person called you and said, Hey, Eli's flipping out a little bit. Um, And then I remember on that phone call you called and you're like, Eli, it's stupid to fear change. You can't control it. So I just wanted you to dive into that a little bit more. Yeah. I I think change and the fear of change holds back. It, it limits us, and it's 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 a chronic issue for a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners, um, even even businesses that are established. Like let's look at Blockbuster. Blockbuster doesn't exist because they couldn't adapt to the change mm. that Netflix was bringing to the profession or the industry and the change that the consumer was demanding with the rise of Netflix. So like change and that fear cripples a business and it's one of the hardest things to to overcome. Like as a business owner an entrepreneur like we get in patterns. So like me as a as a just a true blood entrepreneur the business I created it um you know, we, we carved out our own segment of the market in a specific profession. And it's when, when that happens and you're the one that's created the process and the patterns and how things work, you get comfortable, right? right. Like, yeah, we get in patterns that are repetitive, that are, you know, path of least resistance. And when things change, it disrupts that pattern. And, you know, I, I was very adverse to change. I mean, one of the hardest things for me to change was hiring the first employee, Mm -hmm. like going from taking something that's your baby and now giving control a sliver of it to somebody else. That change 
feared me and we could have scaled faster and grew quicker in the first three years had I brought somebody on immediately versus waiting and trying to control everything. So sure. like fear of change is crippling. And, you know, for us, you know, when we have organizational changes, when we have changes in process, you know, that can can cripple people. But what we have to what we have to realize and, and like the advice that I gave to you was no different than the advice that you would give to any business owner, CEO, um, you know, somebody in a leadership position. Like it's, it's the same advice, like change is inevitable. It's going to happen if you're going to have a successful brand, business, product change is an absolute must because mm. when we create companies and products, we're creating those out of the, the need to fix something. Right. And so the full fundamental of the business is developed around something changing because mm. if you, to fix something, you've got to change what you're doing because what you're currently doing is broken. So change drives so much of, of business. And you know, when you and I had our conversation, the advice I gave you was like, Eli, here's the deal. Like you can only control what is in your power to control. If we change a process, if we add somebody to the team, if we remove somebody from the team, if we give you another responsibility or take a responsibility away, those are things that are outside of your control. And if you try to control those things, you go absolutely bonkers and mad and crazy. And it can be, I don't use the word again, crippling. It could just, it could be paralyzing. Um, so when we can look at forces that we can control, like I can control who we hire, I can control, you know, who we do business with, I can control, you know, when we go to market with something, what I can't control are economic changes in, in, in our society. I can't control, um, the amount of money a business has. Right. I can't control regulations. I can't control, um, you know, outside circumstances that have nothing to do with me but impact our business, I can't control those things. I also can't control how fast the consumer moves. Mm. And I think that is a key with a lot of brands is the product is driven by the actions of the consumer and, and what the consumer wants. And if you look again with the Blockbuster analogy, like there were three reasons Blockbuster thought that they were safe. And, and those three reasons were, you know, a consumer survey that they had done with, with their current customers. They said, you know, these three things that are most important to our customers, Netflix can't provide these things, so we're safe. And that was the consumer liked the ability to see the front and the back of the DVD case. They liked the probability that they would run into somebody or a neighbor at the video store that they could have a conversation with. And then they loved the fact that they could get popcorn <laughs> on the way out the door and didn't have to make another stop. Right. Netflix didn't provide either of those three things in, in any capacity. What they failed to realize is that the consumer was changing faster than they were processing mm. it. And the consumer rather lay in bed naked and with three clicks have whatever video they want to watch where they don't have to leave the house or get dressed. For sure. Um, so when we are resistant to change and when we are resistant to where the consumer is going, that is the perfect recipe for disaster. Um, if we can't evolve to the demands of the consumer, if we don't have a pulse on what the consumer 
how they're engaging with our you know our niche in the business or our niche in society the product that we offer if we aren't understanding where they're going and, and how they're operating you know we've got to be reactive to that and in some ways we've got to be predictive to mm. that and change is involved in both of those processes like change is at the core of all of it sweet and just one more point to touch on something that you've said also whenever you speak out is like we make it a goal to predict the change that could ruin our business and we try to do that that's right like the you know what keeps me awake at night is what is somebody going to create that eliminates the need for our business and our Mm. company if someone's going to create that, we need to be the ones that create it. So if we're continually looking at what would put us out of business and we're the ones creating that, we're protecting us ourselves in that regard. But we're also having to evolve and to change. Right. And if we were afraid of the change, we wouldn't be able to see the bigger picture of this could inflex and hurt our business and put us out of business. And if I'm not willing to go, I hate change, we're not pivoting. You know, that's a piece of content that we're working on right now about, you know, pivoting. Sometimes Mm -hmm. things don't work and you got to pivot. And the pivot is how you stay in business. Without the pivot, you go out of business. And the pivot doesn't happen if you're scared to change. Right. If you're scared to evolve. And, I, you know, I say fear and scare like it's a negative thing. It's natural. Like we always fear the unknown and things that could happen and what we can't control. Like that's not a comfortable place to be in. But at the end of the day that change is the livelihood of what it is that we're doing and the livelihood of everybody else that's under that umbrella of the brand and the change has to happen or things don't work as well as they as they did and we get we get very romantic about what we are comfortable with Mm. and when we get romantic about the things that we're comfortable with it's almost like a love story like we've fallen in love with it we don't want to cheat on that thing because Man, that's the way that we've always done it. I'm comfortable. I understand it. Right. If we pivot, we feel guilty. We're cheating on that thing that we love. But by doing that, we're actually making it stronger because that change allows us to operate more efficiently. That change allows us to bring in more revenue. That change allows us to impact communities more because we can hire. Like, There's a lot of positive things that happen change that we look at so negative and you know, one of the things that, that you and I talk about in, in, in the business a lot and content that we're creating has to do with gratitude and it has to do with, you know, mindset. And when you can have a growth mindset and you're looking at, you know, continually getting better and there's the Bible parable where, you know, the man gives two talents, four talents, five talents and comes back and the two talent guy buried it because he didn't want to lose it and he had fear and in the other two you know the, the guy the four talents doubled it mm-hmm. like that is you know we're given a growth mindset of how do we get to two to four to eight to 16 to 30 like how do we continue to multiply that and change is evolving all throughout that 100 percent, yeah for sure Sweet. So what's like just one, like in one sentence, what, what do you want our listeners to go away with? Change is inevitable and you can only control what you can control that's in your power. You've awesome. got to embrace change because that's the livelihood. If you don't, you're crippled. Sweet. Cool. All right. 
That is this episode of the Napkin Game Plan. Look, wherever you're digesting this at, whether you're listening through iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're watching this on Facebook, YouTube, engage with us in the comments. Ask me a question. Give me some feedback. I will engage with every single person that asks a question. We monitor that, and we want to build that relationship. We want to change the way that you listen to podcasts. Like, if I'm striking a nerve, if you don't agree, man, I even want to hear from the haters more than I want to hear from... <laughs> the people that agree but like uh let's make change happen it's never easy but when we can pivot and when we can change we can accomplish amazing things mm -hmm. if we stay in the same track we just create a rut and we get stuck so until next time keep disrupting <laughs>